0: Good hump day, everybody, here on the Southside Beat. My name is Chris Halleck. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I really appreciate it. Um, Corey Christen might not be joining me today. I would actually probably go ahead and say he's not going to be here. Uh, Apologize for that. Um, He, uh, normal day on the Southside, but a little extra today. Um, In about 15 minutes, there's going to be a press conference there. Uh, for the the steelers are going to announce uh their i think their rookie of the year and their uh, chief award winner uh which is uh, pretty cool uh and so obviously he needs to be in there for that there's work to be done but we don't want to forget about you guys so yeah monaga halo mike i sorry man <laughs> for the for the uh, for the uh corey stands this is uh, not a day you're going to want to tune in but i'll do it my i'll do my best to uh to have you guys be a good co-host for me um, but we obviously have plenty of Steeler soft, uh, Steeler stuff to talk about today because it's Ravens week, man. I mean, it's Ravens week. We got playoff scenarios. Uh, um, uh, Brent, uh, Corey is, uh, uh, he's feeling fine. He's on the, Oh yeah. He was kind of under the weather yesterday, but I think he's feeling fine. Uh, today. I mean, he's just on the South side really, really busy. Um, <laughs> red carpet, Corey, um, yeah. I mean, no, it's just a regular, regular old press conference on the south side. There's nothing, uh, nothing, uh, overly special about press conferences, especially this. It, it's cool because obviously the, um, you know, th- those guys who win those awards usually come and talk to the player or talk to the media. And, uh, um, sometimes the chief award winner, like last year was Mason Cole. Like, you know, it's just about the, it's the player who's most cooperative with the media. And, um, like we selected Mason Cole last year, at least I voted for him. I'm glad he won uh because yeah, uh, he was uh, say what you will about what he wants on uh, what he what he's on the field uh he was phenomenal in terms of every time the media wanted to talk, he was always one of the guys who was very, very willing to talk and was very, very open and transparent, really helped a lot of stuff uh hel- helped us with a lot of stuff, so um yeah. Uh, it was a deserving winner. Obviously, not being there this year, like in the locker room every day, I would have a hard time saying who that might be. Um, I'll be curious to get Corey's thoughts on it uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to those awards. Uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow would be a lighter day. It'll be the essentially the Friday of the week, even though it'll only be Thursday. Um, Mike in Texas saying, "Yay, a channel that wants to focus on the Ravens game, not the KPA bull uh, bull stuffing." Uh yeah, listen, I, I would rather talk about you know football game, playoff scenarios. I would rather talk about that stuff. Um, even in a in my chalk talk piece that I that I did for you know DK Pittsburgh um that was not meant at all other than to be a you know display of like what's been on film, what Mason's been doing, and why it might be unlocking more in the offense compared to what Kenny was doing. And again, it's not an indictment on Kenny, especially as a person or anything like that. It's just all about what I'm seeing on film, why things are transpiring the way they are. If you haven't read it yet, I urge you to go read it. Um, But it's still made, I've had to block a few people on Twitter just because they've been ridiculous about it. uh, Calling me a Mason fanboy and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it does get ridiculous because, you know, everybody wants to think that you're pushing an agenda and I'm just not pushing an agenda. So Brent, Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the feedback. Um Brent actually uh you know says, you know, you know, good good thing here. Uh positive thinking when we make the playoffs, what kind of noise do you think we can make with the way we've been playing the last couple of weeks, even though we played against some weaker defenses? Uh listen, if the Steelers are able, I think it really does depend on what they do against the Ravens, because to me, there is not a better team in football right now than the Ravens. And I would even go as far as to say that they're better than the 49ers right now. With the way that they're playing, I mean, they they have embarrassed the best teams in football. I mean, embarrassed them. They they just destroyed the Lions. They just put up 56 in the Dolphins. This is a very, very good football team. A very, very good football team. And even if Lamar Jackson doesn't play on Sunday and it's Tyler Huntley, a quarterback, and even if a few of the other starters rest for the Ravens, man, it's still going to be a tough matchup. The Ravens are a very, very good football team. Uh, and so if the Steelers can go in the, into their building and win that football game, regardless of who plays for the Ravens, I think to me, like to me, that is a good sign of things going forward, moving into the playoffs. Now, obviously it would depend on who they would play. Obviously you'd have to see how, you know, certain games played out. Um, You know, it, it just, it depends, man. Uh But I, I think that if they can go in there and beat the Ravens, and AJF says it, says it perfectly. It's a good test for Mason. It really is. You know, this is a good test for Mason, but you know, the Steelers don't need to, don't need to rely on Mason to, to be the only one who helps lead them offensively. You know, as good as Mason's been in these two games, let's not forget that the that the Steelers have ran the football extremely well in both of those games as well. And Alan Olive says it's a big if Is it? app. Ab- yes, it is absolutely a big if it is not, you know There are some people that are thinking, oh, well, all the Steelers have to do is win, and then this one other thing has to happen. Okay, well, the Steelers winning is, like you said, that's a very big if, very big if. Uh, William, uh, William says, good test for the deed. I, actually, I think that's probably the bigger test there because I think the Steelers can have some success on offense. I think they can. With the way that they're playing, with Mason playing the way he's playing, if he can continue doing what he's doing, being decisive, making throws from the pocket, standing tall in the pocket, if he can continue to do those things, I think the passing game should work as long as the Steelers also continue to run the football. Now the Steelers have been really, really good at running at, at running the football, especially over the last couple of weeks, especially last week. Um, You know, AJF says, yeah, the Ravens are likely to sit some starters. Yeah, but it's still going to be a really tough matchup. let's not forget that Tyler. Okay. For example, the most likely Raven to probably sit would be Lamar Jackson. Well, let's not forget that Tyler Huntley was a pro bowler last year. Whether you think that he was deserving of it or not. The fact of the matter is, is that Tyler Huntley played really well. Really, really, really well. He's a good quarterback. And also, I think, I think, I don't know this for sure that Huntley is going to be a free agent and what better game to try to say, Hey, look what I did in my, in my last game, you know, in a Ravens uniform, I helped eliminate the Steelers from the playoffs with a heck of a performance at home. You know, I, I I don't know. Um, so I, it's still going to be a really tough matchup, man. Um, yeah, Richard says offense has been balanced, and and that's like the title of the episode today. It is finding the right balance on offense, and it it, it uh, I said it near near the beginning of the uh, of the season. This offense was going to go as far as the running game takes them. They have to run the football if they're going to if they're going to be successful on offense, and they've been much much better at that. Um, really, really interesting stat that I saw earlier today. I do want to bring it up. Um, here and uh um let me make sure i got it here okay since 2021 Najee Harris has more rushing yards than Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, and Christian McCaffrey. I I mean those are insane names now. Obviously, those running backs have all missed significant time uh during the you know over these last three seasons. But what's the how's the saying go? The best avail or the best ability is availability. Najee's been there, just about every game. Um, That's uh, that's something that the Steelers. Yeah, that's Piot says. Yeah, availability is the best ability, man. Like if you're there every single game, you know he yeah he doesn't like have the biggest yards per carry, and then adding Jalen Warren into the mix, giving the Steelers that phenomenal one-two punch that they have. They can run the football. And when they run the football, a lot of good things can happen. First off, you're keeping, if you know, in this particular game coming up, you're keeping the Ravens offense on the sideline. So that really good receiving core is going to be kept on the sideline. Um Tyler Huntley, who knows how good he does if he only spends 20 minutes on the sideline? You know, shoot, man. That's the best way to go about it run the football down their throat, have success doing it, open things up for Mason Rudolph in the passing game, and then who knows, maybe the Steelers pull us off three weeks in a row, and then all they need is for the Bills or the Jags to lose in order to make it into the playoffs. So that's the way to do it, man. Uh, They're going to have to run the football. Um, It really does. uh, Jerry, actually, Jerry asked a good question here. Um, He says, hey, Chris, how many starters are the Ravens allowed to sit? I honestly don't know the rule about that. Uh, Or if there even is a rule, Um, obviously there, there. I don't see the Ravens going full blown. Let's rest every starter we possibly can. I just don't see them because let's let's put this into perspective here. If the Ravens, Ravens are already already the one seed, and let's say they rest a lot of starters, as many as they possibly can, and the Steelers end up winning this football game and get into the playoffs. As the seven seed, I think there's even a, a way that they could even make the six seed. But let's just say the most likely scenario is the seven seed, and the Steelers happen to win that wild card game. Who do they play in the next round? The Ravens, and now the Ravens got to turn around. Just two weeks after losing to them at home, now they're, they're. I mean, they're going to be an even hotter football team than they were when you know two weeks ago when they came into your stadium. Now you've got to try to beat them again, and by the way, the Steelers won the se- won the game earlier in the season, so you've already been swept by them in the regular season. Now you're trying to avoid the hat trick. Um, yeah, B Phil says the Ravens are not going to face this in two weeks. I don't see the Ravens going full blown. Let's rest everybody we possibly can. <clears throat> I see Lamar Jackson. I would I would think Lamar Jackson gets gets the rest. You, i mean, of all the players that the Ravens need to need to make sure that they have Lamar Jackson's the guy you got to have him I don't care what he's done in the past in the playoffs this has been in my opinion his best season I don't care if it's been that way statistically or not this has been his best season he is the best version of himself right now I think for, as of for me as of right now I would vote for him for MVP and I'm a member of the PFWA and will get you know, voting for at least for the PFWA awards, not for the actual AP MVP, which is the, you know, the MVP when everybody thinks about it, but there's still a PFWA MVP. And as of right now, he would get my vote. Um, He's been phenomenal and he is their absolute, he's absolutely their most important player. Um, I think that they're, yeah, I, I and Mark Cunningham says that's what they're going to play their guys minus Lamar. And the thing is that they can, in a game like this, you want to do your best to try to avoid injury, but also try to win this football game. You want to keep your arch rival out of the playoffs. There is a scenario in which the Steelers can lose and still make it, but a lot of different things has to happen. A lot of different things. Um, Mark says CMC gets my vote. Uh, that would be for MVP. Uh, obviously, a really wor- a very worthy player as well. Um, I just think, like in terms of like you know comparing, uh, you know who is more valuable to their team. You know, I believe Lamar Jackson is more important to the Ravens than Christian McCaffrey is to the 49ers. And I'm not taking anything away from what McCaffrey's done for the 49ers. They also have a bunch of playmakers everywhere. And Christian McCaffrey at the end of the day is not the one who's distributing the ball to all of those playmakers. Lamar Jackson is the one who distributes the ball to all the playmakers in the Ravens offense. And he makes plays himself. Um, so that's, that to me is why I would vote for Lamar Jackson over Christian McCaffrey. Um, Yeah, it's just, I, I, I the Ravens do not want to have to face the Steelers three times because if there's any team that the, that the Ravens don't want to have to play in the playoffs, it's either the Steelers or the Browns, the two teams that know them, know them the best. And the Browns are already going to, I mean, they're already in there and there's already a possibility that the Ravens have to face the Browns. You know, obviously the Browns most likely being the five seed. I think, I think that's locked in maybe. Um, but if they're the five seed, you might not, you might not see them until the conference championship, um, possibility that you play them in a divisional round, but you know, might not see them until the conference championship, but either way, that's a team that the Ravens, they'd rather face somebody else who doesn't know them as well. You, anytime you can avoid a divisional foe, um, that's the way you want to do it. Brent, uh, given uh, five memberships, uh, appreciate it. Brent, if you don't have one, get one, um, turn that name green. Um, yeah. Brent says, I uh, hit to like share, join, accept gifts. Appreciate it guys. Um, Randy says Mason is the common denominator and Steelers flashing brilliance. Our ecstasy is soaring. Um, listen, um, Mason's been really, really, really good. And, uh, I'm not taking anything away from that at all. He's, it's not a, when it happens one time, okay, it's a, it's a, you know, it might be a fluke. When it happens twice, you got to think, okay, this might not be a fluke. And especially if it happens for a third straight week, you got to think, okay, he is obviously doing something that either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett wasn't doing. And I'm trying to get the card out in front of the horse on that one and pretty much say, listen, I think it's this particular thing. And pocket presence is a big one. He's making plays from the pocket. He's also being very decisive. Uh, he's making his reads really, really well. He's getting through his progressions really well. He's just playing. He's being a good quarterback. He's not being the Patrick Mahomes that we're used to seeing. That's you know, if, if something doesn't happen from the from the from the pocket, he can extend and do different things and 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 uh, you know you know thrive off of improv- improvisation and everything like that. Like man. Yeah, Chris G says, Anti- uh, "Pocket presence and anticipation. Anticipation is another big one. That's a big one that uh, all quarterbacks can very, very, I mean, very, very much have. When, when quarterbacks have anticipation in the pocket and can throw before guys are open, uh, it takes trust. You got to trust your receivers to get open. You got to trust your, you got to trust your eyes. You got to trust the coverage that you read uh, before the snap. If you don't trust those things." Uh, If you don't trust your receiver to get open, you don't throw with anticipation. Um, So that might be one of the reasons why you don't see Kenny throw throw with anticipation as often or consistently, at least. I've seen Kenny make throws with anticipation before. And when he has, it's when he's been at his very best. Uh, He just doesn't always do that. Sometimes he's a quarter of a second late or he's two tenths of a second late and just. (laughs) Rick, the best patient is anticipation. <laughs> good comment dude um uh Christopher 11 says Mason Rudolph is far better because of his strong arm pocket presence footwork and decisiveness I I, I don't want to I mean I, I'm not disagreeing especially with the pocket presence and the decisiveness but I, I don't want to make today's show about like this is you know Mason versus Kenny I've been up and down that road I'm tired of having Kenny fans come at me because I said good things about Mason Rudolph and I'm tired tired of having. Uh, people who, whenever I don't anoint Mason as, oh, he should 100% be the starter next year. Tell me that I'm stupid for not thinking that. So, or call me an idiot for not thinking that. So I really don't want to make today about Mason versus Kenny. I really don't. Um, uh, Mr. Jimmy Dean one, like your sausage (laughs) breakfast sausage really dude. Like Jimmy Dean, like for real, but I know that. Okay. Anyway. Stupid joke, dad joke. I'm a dad. I gotta make jokes. Uh awesome podcast, bro. Landon Roberts and Make it return to practice today. Happy New Year. Where's Keanu Neal? I honestly don't know, man. Uh I, I he hasn't been designated to return to practice from IR. So I don't think it's looking good for uh, very good for Keanu Neal, to be honest. But Alandon Roberts and Make it coming back to practice today, that is obviously a huge boost. Now I would assume that they were probably probably limited today. Um, obviously we'll have to wait to, to see what the injury report says. Um, but I, I would be very, very curious to see is, um, what, what the participation looks like, looks like tomorrow. If either one of them are full participants, that's very, very good sign that they'll play Saturday. If they're both limited, they'll probably get the questionable de- designation. And then we'll probably have to wait until an hour and a half before the game in order to find out. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Robert says Mason Rudolph gave glory to God for what happened. I, Mason's obviously a very, um, you know, devout Christian. Uh, he's been, he's been saying, you know, giving a lot of, a lot of praise to God for everything that's been happening. And, and really, like, I just, I, in terms of like the off the field stuff or just the non football part of it, I really am happy for Mason because I know that he has gone through some dark times over the past couple seasons, you know, and, and dealing with everything that he's done. Um, yeah, that's uh, just happy for the guy. You could see it after the Bengals game. You could see it on his face. You could see some demons had been, had, had been exercised. And uh, when things like that happen, it kind of cuts through the football part of it to me. Uh, it's just really, really good to see. Um <laughs> leveraged. Funny, they don't blame God when they lose. I really don't want to make today about religion either, because religion is, is even more of a hot topic than Mason versus Kenny. Uh, but you haven't been in a locker room after a team's lost a game, obviously, because I have definitely heard people blaming a lot of people, including God, after a game, after after losing a, a game. <laughs> um so uh let's see um rick asked any word about at at all about Jalen smith looks so far in practice uh i i couldn't tell you like to to be completely honest to be a lot easier to tell you if i were there uh because even though like people can't report on what happens in practice at least you can go up to the guy and ask him uh probably something that i would have done by now uh if i were on that beat but obviously there's also a lot you can only be in you know you can't be be in two places at once if you've got definitely can't miss Kenny talking or you can't miss Mason talking or Najee talked or some of the other big guys who, when they talk, you have to be there. If you know, we only have so much time, you know, but if I could have made a, a pit stop by Jalen to see how things are going, I would absolutely, absolutely ask now, uh, but honestly, I, I can't, I can't know. Um, three, uh, three Kings, uh, kennels, uh, says confirmed Lamar won't play week 18. I, um, I, I haven't seen that. I'm, I'm not saying it's not out there, uh, and if it is, then no, it doesn't come as much of a shock to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I um, that would not surprise me whatsoever. I, I do think the Ravens would be. It would behoove the Ravens to rest Lamar Jackson, go with Tyler Huntley. He's a very, very capable backup. You, the Ravens can win this football game with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. They sh- I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I absolutely would. Uh, um, it would not shock me at all if Tyler Huntley starts that game, plays that game, and the Ravens still win that game. That would not shock me at all. Uh, Ravens are a really, really good football team. Uh, non-football question: Brent asks, "How's your foot? Are you back on the ice yet?" Um, uh, so I, um, the, first off, thank you for asking. The foot is better. It's not quite a hundred percent. I am at least back to being able to like run around and play with the kids in the backyard when jogging for me at all was like for i'd say about five or six weeks was like that was a no-go um so over the last couple weeks i've been able to kind of get back into like running around the backyard stuff like that uh like playing soccer with my son and uh that we, we like to play soccer in the backyard so doing that um i haven't actually registered to play uh hockey this upcoming season i'm actually taking at least a season off I help coach my son's baseball team. My daughter's also going to be playing T-ball. They're also both going to be playing soccer. And my son's also playing basketball. So they're doing a whole bunch of different things. I really don't have time to also set aside a night for me to go play hockey. So um, being more of a dad uh, than uh, than trying to uh, <laughs> not be anything other than a rec, rec, rec league player. Um yeah, uh, Mr. Jamie once says Tyler Huntley is capable. Hell, RG three uh, as being. The, I mean, shooting like it's not even just that. And like, like Tyler Huntley is just a good quarterback. I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna be a good. Like, like I said, he's very, very capable. I mean, and he'll he'll go into free agency, and he will have suitors in free agency. Um, while says take them fishing. I'm actually not the biggest fisherman. I've like, like. The family that my mom married into when I first moved to Texas, they were big time, like hunting and fishing. I got way more into the hunting than I did the fishing. I just never became that big of a fish or fisherman. I don't know why. Um, I I just, there've been times that I've gone out. It's been very peaceful. I've really enjoyed it. And then there've been other times I'm just like, I'd much rather be playing video games right now. (laughs) Um, Warren asks, "What is the status of Minka? Uh, the only thing that I know, and Corey would be better, you know, better equipped to, add, to answer this. But the only thing that I know, just from seeing it, like in our Steelers feed on DK Pittsburgh Sports, uh, is um, that Minka returned to practice today. Um, I don't know what uh, in what capacity he practiced today. Uh, I have not seen an injury report. Um, uh, yeah, I have not seen an injury report come out yet." Uh, yeah, I see it now. Adam Schefter tweeted 3 minutes ago Ravens will start Tyler Huntley at quarterback. So there you go. Tyler Huntley starting. Uh but Make a return to practice today. I would assume it's in a limited role. It not often do guys, especially veteran guys, uh go from not practicing for multiple weeks and then all of a sudden become a full participant. Um so Not <laughs> kalewise there no fish under the ice, Chris. At least not in the hockey rinks, no there's not. Um yeah. Uh, let's see. Brent, Brent said, I coached uh, travel softball teams for 18 years now, started doing baseball, finally had a son. I, I, I'm I'm excited to do whatever my kids want to do. Uh, obviously, with me being having jobs in sports, I've worked and I've, I've been on a baseball beat for multiple seasons. I've now obviously covered a, a football beat. Uh, work still work in in media primarily on football dabble still some in baseball as of right now the plan for me is to cover when the pirates come to texas for two different series to play the rangers and then play the astros i'm going to be going to cover those and the all-star game is right here in arlington and the plan for me right now is to go cover the all-star game it would be my first one actually so uh really excited about that um so yeah with me having a job in sports obviously my kids are way more they pay a lot more attention to sports um but uh <laughs> leverage says i would not know what to do with a daughter listen that that is something that will uh i i can't i can't really begin to describe what it was like because my son was my, was my first born uh, i kind of anticipated what it would be like to have a son because well, i am i am a you know, male. I'm a man. I I was a boy. I've been through the experience of being a, ch- a boy as a child, and then going through the process of you know puberty, preteen, teen into grown adult. I understand that entire process. I don't understand that process for for a woman. I, I just don't. Um, and then having to go through that. But I'm telling you what, when my daughter was born, um, and then as she's grown up, she's five now, and as she's grown up, man, I just. It's just, it's something different, man. It's really one of those things where you feel like your heart has only so much room for, to love a certain person. Like you have X amount, X amount of room to love your spouse. And then, oh, you, now you have a child. Now you have extra room somehow magically to also love your child. And now you have a second child and you still have all. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I, um, um, William says the hard hard-headed boys are dude. My son is the is the. I mean, both of my kids are pretty stubborn, but man, my son is the he's the stubborn one for sure. Um, my daughter has a bit of a mean streak, though. It's kind of funny. Demons. That's good thing you had the boy first. I think you you know what was really funny it was like actually having the second one is harder than having the first one. For anybody who does not have does does not have kids, at least in my experience, having the second one was harder than the first one. Cause the first one you would think is always going to be the hardest one because you've never been a, a parent before, you know, you've never been a parent. So you're like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, like when you first come home from the hospital and you're like, there's not a nurse around to help me, you know, like, what am I going to do? And you just kind of learn as you go. And so you're like, Oh, okay. Well, the second one comes along. I have at least been down this road. I know what to do. The thing that you forget is when you have the second one, you still have the first one that you got to take care of and raise and yeah. And my son was two when my daughter was born. My son wasn't out of diapers yet. That was not easy. That was harder than having the first one. Um, uh, Mr. Jimmy Dean uh, asks, uh, is Corey going to pop up at the end of the show? Give us the 411. I would uh, hashtag girl dad forever. Yeah, man, I do. I do really, really love being a, being a girl dad for sure. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think Corey's going to pop up here at the end. We're actually getting kind of getting near the end of the time. Um, uh. Anyway, actually, really today for sure because my kids went back to school today. Uh, their winter break is over, so uh, I will. Uh. I'll be uh, going to do my, my my fatherly duties to pick up my my kids from school. So um, I don't think Corey's going to pop up at the end. Uh, you know, I, I tried to kind of give you know what I could. I think the big thing out of practice today is Minka and Landon Roberts returned um, to practice. Two very very big um, players on defense that they will need, uh, even if at less than 100 percent, they're going to need those guys against this Ravens team because even with Tyler Huntley at quarterback, that Ravens offense could put up points. Um so yeah, uh hopefully those guys are back but at least they were to practice today, obviously a good sign. Um and then uh let's see. Um trying to think my my brain was going somewhere and it just completely uh completely derailed. Uh Christopher asks, uh hey Chris, what is the likelihood of the uh, Dolphins beat the Bills? Um I would think that it's a pretty decent chance because the Dolphins have something to play for because that game will decide the AFC East. So it's not like the Dolphins have already clinched the division and now they don't really have any any anything to play for. Like no, if the Dolphins lose that game, the Bills are the division winner. The only difference is the Dolphins have at least clinched a playoff spot. So if the Dolphins don't win, they're still in the playoffs. They just don't guarantee themselves a home game. The Bills really need to win. Uh, they need to win because. I don't know if it's absolute, like no matter what, if the Bills lose, they're out. But if the Steelers win and the Bills lose, I think then at that point, the Bills are out. I don't remember all the scenarios. I know the Steelers scenarios for sure. I don't know the Bills exactly, but I do think that's a distinct possibility that if the Steelers win and the Bills lose, the Bills are out. Um, But again, that game between Miami and Buffalo is – the game that decides the AFC East. So I would think decent chance that the, that the Dolphins win. Um and then uh Mike in Texas asks what's the playoff scenario is most realistic for us to get in? I would assume it would be that. It would be Steelers win at Baltimore and then the Dolphins beating the Bills in the final in the in that game that decides the AFC East. Um the Titans beating the Jaguars, the Jaguars would need to lose also. Like if the Bills happen to win, the Jaguars would need to lose. That one to me isn't as realistic as much as I would like to think that that Titans team is going to be motivated after seeing Mike Vrabel's press conference, in which he obviously shows how much he hates losing. I, I don't know. It just, to me, if especially if Trevor Lawrence plays – I have a hard time seeing the Jaguars really crapping the bed on that one. I just I do. The Titans aren't aren't a good football team. Um, I don't care if it's in Tennessee. I I think that one. I think the Steelers really have a better chance if uh, Buffalo happens to lose to the to the Dolphins because at least the Dolphins are a good football team. Um, and then the, I think the other only possibility is if for the the Colts and Texans to tie. And I think we kind of know the likelihood of that game ending in a tie. Um, it's not like it's the situation where it was like it was with the Chargers and Raiders a couple of years ago, where if they both tied, they made it that like they each clinched a playoff spot. They could have just, you know. All right, doesn't matter. We're both in, you know, this is a situation where no one of them needs to win. So they will be doing they will be going all out in order for somebody to win. Uh, so I I. um Matt Hyde says, you know, it you know, depends on whether Trevor Trevor plays or not. I mean, I, honestly, like Jaguars are, uh, they're a good team even without Trevor Lawrence playing quarterback. It's just, yeah, they would obviously stand a much better much better chance, um, you know, if if Trevor played. You know, I think I don't know. My my brain's all over the place. I'm trying to read comments and talk at the same time. I am not one of those people that is very very good at walking and chewing gum at the same time. Um, let's see. Alan says mad. The season's not over. Not expecting any help from the Titans. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't expect any, any, uh, any help at all from the Titans. I, I would think that the most realistic thing would be for, for the bills to lose to the dolphins. I think the only way the Steelers get in, if the Steelers lose, I think is the Jaguars would have to lose. The Broncos would have to win. Uh, and I, I, the Broncos aren't playing anybody of, uh, importance. I think they're playing the Raiders, but the Broncos, um, <laughs> men can multitask. I'm not very good at it. Certain things I can multitask. See, I that. That previous thought I had was derailed. Um, so, and Chris G says, Christian Kirk returned to practice for the Jaguars. Jaguars are going to be going all out on all going all out to win because if they win, they win their division because there's, I mean, three teams in the AFC South are nine and seven. And Jaguars have the tiebreaker. They 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 have the tiebreaker. If they win that they, they win the division. Um. Uh, Chris, if we win at Ravens, end up at five and one. What happens in in the in the division? The Ravens have already won the division. It doesn't matter if the Steelers have a better division record. The Ravens have a better overall record. So uh, Ravens would be thirteen and four. Steelers would be ten and seven. Oh, the, the Ravens already won the division. Doesn't matter. The only good thing that 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 does is the Steelers is that strong division record helps their overall conference record, which is one of the reasons why if the Steelers lose uh, and and they still have a possibility of making it. The Broncos would have to win to get to nine and eight. The Jaguars would have to lose to fall to nine and eight. Um, and then I think as long as the Colts and Texans game doesn't end in a tie, because those two teams are nine and seven. So one if that game doesn't end in a tie? One will be 10 and seven. One will be nine and eight. So then you've got the Steelers, the Jaguars, and then the loser of that game, all nine and eight, as well as the Broncos. Now the Broncos have already been eliminated, but still that's four teams that are nine and eight. And you have to then sort out how. Each team gets the overall tiebreaker of those four teams. And through all the math that you need based off of conference record, based off of strength of victory, all this kind of stuff, the Steelers are the team that ends up end up at the top. Make it make sense. I don't know, but that's just the way it is. If that happens, if the Steelers lose, they can get in as long as the Jaguars lose, the Broncos win and Colts and Texans doesn't end in a tie. Don't count on that happening. If the you know, in case the Steelers do lose, best thing that the Steelers need to do is obviously win at Baltimore, then hope for a tie in Colts and Texans on Saturday night. Because if that happens, the Steelers clinch. If that doesn't happen, then yeah, you're going to need either the the Bills to lose or the Jaguars to lose, or Jaguars can also tie and the Steelers will get in. But again, the most likely scenario is for games to end and end in a winner win one winner one loser. All right. Mr. Jimmy Dean says, 160 watching, 39 likes. Come on, get the likes up. Appreciate it, guys. All the likes you can possibly give. Subscribe, anything you can do. It helps the channel grow, helps this show grow. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, 24 minutes until the Ramon Foster show. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Evan says, so you're telling me there's a chance. No, it's a better chance than it was last year. I'll kind of make that my final thought. The Steelers are at least in a better position heading into the final week where their playoff fate hasn't been decided and they need outside help in order to get in. It's still a better scenario than they were in last year. From, from what I remember about last year, they needed multiple teams to all lose. This is a situation where if the Steelers win, they just need one of uh, one of two teams to lose. And one of those games, it is a divisional it is a like division deciding game. That's a really really good thing to have and the team that you need to lose is the team that's on the road. So it is a it is a better situation that they were in going into le- into the final week of last season. Now, obviously, hindsight's 2020 here even though you don't really need hindsight to tell you this. The Steelers could have positioned themselves in a much put themselves in a much better position. If they just wouldn't have crapped a bet against the Cardinals or the Patriots, especially the Patriots, because that's a divisional, that's a conference game. If that's the case, they've already got ten wins. I think they've all, would have already uh, clinched a playoff spot at that point. So, man, I said both are divisional games, yes, but it's uh, it's not like the 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 opponent of the Jaguars in that game is going to be a team that's going to have a chance at winning the division titans cannot win the division can't can't do anything the titans are only trying to play spoiler at that point the winner the 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 dolphins bills game they are like the winner of that game wins the afc east it is the afc east championship game as it's as official as it could possibly be (laughs) um so all right guys thank you so much for joining thank you for all the comments uh i apologize for my rank at times for my brain getting derailed it happens easily so thank you for following me wherever this train goes because it derails it it, it it derails quickly uh but thank you guys for being a good uh co-host sorry Corey couldn't make it today he's just you know doing a whole bunch of stuff he is going to have more coming up on the website <coughs> sorry guys um he is going to have more coming up on the website for Eddie Faulkner today who talked about the offense uh so definitely check that out um obviously we'll have all of our news for you in the steelers feed when the entry report drops it'll be in there um appreciate it guys thank you guys so much seeing all the all the all the uh you know uh all the, the kind words from you guys really appreciate it hope you guys uh have enjoyed uh your your holiday season new year's just started three days in so excited for what this year has uh has to has to uh, hold for uh, for all of us really and so, uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. I would, I would anticipate Corey being here tomorrow. Like I said, lighter day on the south side tomorrow. Um, so appreciate you guys. We'll catch you tomorrow. Peace out.